Hello, my name is Wayne McGahey, the third host of Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back. We're one day away from uh, the first game day with the with the podcast in in the works. And Florida State takes on Syracuse tomorrow at noon. We'll uh, we'll have a full update on that game, including where I think Florida State's advantages lie, the three players that I think will uh, will have big games for Florida State, and my prediction and reason why for that in the three segments today. But first, a little bit about me in case you you know you you haven't listened before. I cover Florida State for the Tallahassee Democrat. I'm the, uh, the Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I've covered Florida State for the past four seasons, dating back to 2014. I started out as an intern with Scout.com, and I worked my way up to the publisher of the NoLDigest.com website. And then I, in August of 2016, I took over as the beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting. I attend every football game uh home away bowl games doesn't matter I'm there basketball I attend basketball home games as well as any NCAA tournament games I was in Nashville and Los Angeles for Florida State's Elite Eight run last year and for baseball I attend baseball home games as well as any uh, postseason baseball games where Florida State is playing I was in uh, I was in Omaha for the College World Series a couple years ago when Florida State made it out there but jumping right into the Florida State-Syracuse matchup, the Seminoles desperately need a win. They need something positive to happen. Right now, Florida State is 1-1. One one. They were shellacked by Virginia Tech in the first game, 24-3. And against Samford, it took Florida State 54 minutes to find their first lead of the season against FCS Samford. And it, it wasn't pretty. Florida State's uh, really, really struggled in the first two games. But this is an opportunity for Florida State, particularly the Florida State offense, to get some confidence, to to get it going. Syracuse's defense is not very good. And Florida, while Florida State's offense has been really, really bad so far, um, there is hope that, that Florida State will be able to get going. Uh, you look at Cam Akers had 199 yards rushing last year against Syracuse. Three years ago, Jacques Patrick had 165 yards rushing. Uh, DeAndre Francois had a great game in in 20, uh, 2016 against the Orange. So, you know, there, there's there's reason to believe that Florida State will be able to get this going against a pretty bad Syracuse defense. Um, in order for that to happen, we're going to need to see the Florida State offensive line find some cohesion, find some confidence, and really get things started early. I think I really do think that Florida State needs to come out and score on either one of the first two possessions to get that confidence going. Also, because if Florida State falls behind this Syracuse offense, this is a highly potent offense. Eric Dunchy is a good quarterback, and Syracuse has weapons across the field to um, you know to put this game out of reach if if the Florida State defense doesn't start quickly, unlike they have in the past uh, two games. But if the Florida State offense also doesn't start quickly, Florida State can find itself in a hole that it's not going to be able to climb out of. So I really think that Florida State has to come out quickly. They have to come out and score on the first possession or two and really gain that confidence. You know, it, it, that's going to go a long way, just coming out looking good early. Um, you know, on on the first drive, maybe they don't need to score a touchdown. Maybe the offense doesn't need to score a touchdown, but they need to have some good plays. They need to move the football. They can't afford to go three and out, lose lose a bunch of yards, or you know, 
just make some some stupid mistakes like they've been doing in the past that have really killed the drives. Um, you know, F- Florida State cost itself over 100 yards against Sanford just on penalties, and that's that doesn't include uh, the penalty yardage. That's what the plays that were wiped off off the board because of the penalties. Uh, so. Florida State has to do a much better job of not making those critical mistakes, and that's really going to start up front with the offensive line. Uh, Cole Minshew looks like he's going to be back and available to play, and that's going to really help Florida State's run game. He is a mauler. He is a he is an excellent run blocker. He's still got to work on his pass blocking, but getting him back and into the game on the right side of the offensive line, you're pairing him with Derek Kelly, who's moved into the right tackle spot with Landon Dickerson out. Uh, Derek Kelly is a very good offensive lineman, but you pairing those two guys on the right side of the line should be able to create some running lanes for the uh, for the Seminoles. The left side of the line is still, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Jawan Williams has not been very good, and Arthur Williams was a defensive tackle less than two months ago. So Florida State's still going to have to uh, going to have to find some success on the left side of the line. But getting overall, getting the offensive line and finding a push early and finding that confidence is going to go a long way uh, for the not just this game but for the rest of the season. Florida State has to be able to do that. But on the defensive side of the ball, it's it's about starting quickly again. I mean, Florida State's been one of the worst teams in the country when it comes to starting starting quickly on the first two drives. I believe they're uh, allowing something like nine yards per play. It's I mean it's it's ridiculous. Uh, but Harlan Barnett has been able to make some some really nice adjustments going into uh, you know a- after those f- first couple drives and Florida State's really buckled down. It's it's not the Florida State defense that you've come to expect. At, you know. Minus last year, it's I mean it's it's a Florida State defense that has some holes, particularly at the linebacker position. We're going to need to see more from them. But Florida State, the the defense needs to come out, gain some confidence as well. They need to have a a drive where, you know, they they limit what Dungey's able to do. He's he's the leading team's leading rusher. He's an excellent passer. He throws well on the run, and there's some big time targets for Syracuse uh, in the passing game, including. 6'5 wide receiver that's really going to create matchup problems uh, for Florida State's smaller corners. I mean, Levante Taylor is is 5'11 on a good day, but Jamal Custis is 6'5, and he leads the the Orange with three touchdowns so far this season, 209 receiving yards. Um, He's averaging over 100 yards receiving a game. Now, Syracuse hasn't really played the best competition. We're talking Western Michigan, Western Michigan and Wagner. So with that, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the Syracuse offense does against better competition. But this, is an, this isn't an offense that Florida State should take lightly. Uh, this is the best offense that they faced so far, and they haven't exactly been uh, stellar through the first two games. But going back to the offense, just because it's been such a polarizing issue for the Seminoles right now, I mean, Cam Akers hasn't been able to get going. Jacques Patrick hasn't been able to get going. It's been the DeAndre Francois show. And against Virginia Tech, when that happened, he threw a lot of interceptions as he was trying to bring Florida State back. But, you know, against Samford, he put the team on his back and was able to lead them down the field. And they were able to play particularly... Pretty well, and for Florida State to uh, to get going early, they're going to need Francois to be making good decisions to continue to improve in the read option game. Like we talked about earlier in the week, he improved 
uh, dramatically from week one to week two, but he needs to continue to show that improvement and uh, really be in, nailed down his reads. He's got to do a better job of seeing the field, seeing and, and seeing where he needs to go with the ball. Um, and, you know, it, w- once he's making the right reads more often, it, it, it's going to open up so many things. It's going to give the offensive line confidence because they're not going to give up a tackle for loss because he made the wrong read and handed the ball off in the backfield right into the arms of a defender. You know, that that's... <laughs> tackles for loss. I mean, not, not all of it has been on the offensive line. A good portion of it has been on the offensive line, but not all of it has been on the offensive line. And Francois needs to continue to improve on that. I think we'll see some of that um, improvement again this week. I think he's going to continue to improve as he gets more used to this offense going forward. And I really think that's going to allow the Florida State offense to to move and to get a rhythm going for the first time, re- for the first time really this season. But um, in the next segment, we're going to jump right in, and I'm going to talk about the three players uh, for Florida State that I think are going to have huge games for the Seminoles against uh, against the Orange. Uh, we'll also talk about three players that I think are going to need to step up. M- might not have you know huge games, but three players that I think are going to really need to step up if Florida State's going to walk away with a win. In the last segment, I'll give my prediction for what uh for the game and why I'm leaning the way that I am. So make sure to stay tuned for those next two segments. But first, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, though I did get Boston College right, although if Boston College's special teams had been anywhere uh close to what they should be, you know, botched uh, botched punt and a botched uh, a botched punt return um, cost them 14 points. They would have won by like four touchdowns against Wake Forest last night. But yeah, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me guys, they are your best bet this season. MyBookie is slammed with new bettors right now and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE25, that's O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E, 25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today, that's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. Thanks for sticking with us as we head into the second segment. We're going to talk about three players that uh, I think are going to have huge games against Syracuse and three players that I think really need to step up in order for Florida State to get uh, to get a win. Jumping in, the first uh, the first player that I think is going to have a big game for Florida State is Tamorian Terry. He has four catches so far, two touchdowns. Um, He's the big play target on this team right now. And Walt Bell couldn't say enough about what he was able to do without the ball when we talked to him on Tuesday. I mean, he he absolutely raved about the kid, talked about, you know, his blocking and all that. But he's going to need to be a, a major factor in in the Florida State passing game. Um, he's 6'4", 200 pounds. He's a big physical guy with just a huge wingspan, really can go up and catch the ball. Um, he has great strong hands. 
and he's willing to go up and be physical in space. And I think that's something that's really going to help uh, DeAndre Francois going forward. I think he, he's going, you know, he's he's going to get a lot of double teams because he is that you know freak athlete. But he's a guy that can win in the double team situation. You, can, he's a guy that can go up and come down with the ball in the two in in a two v one situation. But I think he's going to have a big game. I think he's going to come out with at least one touchdown. Uh, I think this also might be a game where he could end up with his first 100-yard game uh, in his career. So I think he's going to have a huge game for Florida State. Um, and I think the, I think he you know that's, that's really going to be needed. He's going to be a big part of the offense going forward, and getting him more touches is, going, is only going to help. The next, uh, the next player that I think is really going to have a breakout game is Cam Akers. He's been a little bottled up so far. He only has 158 yards in two games. Most of that coming on the 85-yard uh, rush that he had against Virginia Tech. But I, I really think this is going to be a breakout game for him. Virginia Tech's or Virginia Tech, Syracuse's front seven is not very good, and. You know, with the return of Cole Minshew and pairing him with Derrick Kelly, I really think that Florida State's going to be able to find some success running on that right side of the line. Akers has talked about being more patient in in what he wants to do, um, or more patient behind the line and letting things develop and not trying to hit the home run on every play. And I think that'll be key for him. I do see him hitting a couple of home run plays. I mean, this you know we've talked about how. Uh, how poor the Syracuse the Syracuse defense has been so far this season. Um, Wag, uh, Western Michigan averaged eight eight and a half yards per carry uh, and rushed for two hundred and forty two yards. Like Florida State over the last three years has averaged over two hundred and thirty yards rushing against Syracuse. So this is a game where the running game is going to be able to get going, and I fully expect Cam Akers to really step up and have a great game for the Seminoles when it comes down to it. Then the last player that I expect to have a really big game is Jaden Woodby. Um, Woodby had an excellent first game against Virginia Tech uh, before he went out with the uh, shoulder separation he played against. Uh, Samford and had a really nice pass breakup in the end zone that really um, that re- that really you know saved Florida State M- might have even saved the game for Florida State that was it was a great play and it's something that uh, he's going to continue but he's going to play close to the line he's going you know he, he's going to uh, have his hands full dealing with Eric Dungey in the running game but I think that he's going to uh, have a, a a breakout game for the Seminoles. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he led the team in tackles. I think he's going, he, he's going to be used in a in a way that he might shadow Dungey, he might spy him. Um, we'll have to wait and see how Florida State decides to use him in, against the Syracuse offense. But I think that Jaden Woodby is going to have a a pretty big game for the Seminoles um, against the Orange tomorrow. And I don't I don't think that it's gonna you know any of my three picks are gonna come as a surprise. To uh, to Florida State fans, all three of you know those guys are big time players. This is you know Jaden would be might be the biggest surprise of the three just because he's a true freshman. But I really believe uh, in what he's been able to do over the first two games and just how good of a player he is. You know Willie Taggart and Harlan Barnett haven't been able to say a good you know to, been able to say enough good things about Woodby and what he's brought to the table and what he brings on and off the field. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him have a huge game for the Seminoles. Then jumping into jumping into 
the three players that I think really need to to step up for Florida State. Number one is Jawan Williams. Uh, he hasn't been very good at left tackle the first two games, and it, it's it's time. He there, there's no there's really no one else that can take over that job. Uh, Florida State played Brady Scott. They play they've played Abdul Bello. Brady Scott might have looked the best, but that's I mean he's he's really not a uh, he he's not a great option. You know Florida State. Uh, Jawan Williams is the most athletic. He has the most tools, but he just hasn't been able to put it together. And Florida State really needs him to step up. And you know, I don't even want to say win. He just needs to go even. Um, he's been getting beat consistently, but Florida State really needs him to at least you know hold the line and, and be better than he has been. And I think that uh, that's going to be one of the keys if Florida State's going to get the rushing attack off the ground. You can rush. You know, we talked about how the right side of the line is going to be very good in run blocking, but you can't run off the right side every single play. You've got to, you know, you're, you're going to have to run to the left at some point, and you're also going to have, you know, Jawan's going to have to be better in pass blocking situations because, France, you know, getting Francois hit and getting your quarterback hit is obviously not an ideal situation. Next up on the list is defensive end Brian Burns. Burns has had a decent start to the season so far, but Florida State uh, didn't have a single sack against Samford, and Brian Burns is the best pass rusher on this roster for Florida State. He had uh, a sack and a half against Virginia Tech, and the Seminoles are really going to need him to step up and play well. It's going to be interesting to see how Florida State handles a running quarterback with this type of defense. Um, The defense overall is more aggressive than read and react like it was under Charles Kelly. So it's going to be interesting because Florida State's defensive ends weren't allowed to get upfield and uh, try and pressure those running quarterbacks because then they get they got out wide and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see how Florida State um, plans on containing Dungey with that. But with how aggressive Florida State likes to be on defense, I think that they're going to probably turn Burns loose. And this is a game where I think, you know, with, with Dungey, Florida State's going to have to get some hits on him. Um, they're going to have to get him when he does throw, and Burns is the best pass rusher on the ro- on this roster. So I think Florida State really needs a, a big game from him. <clears throat> and then lastly, uh, DeAndre Francois. You know, Francois has been pretty good. He's been all right uh, throwing the football through the first two games. Obviously, he needs to work more on the read option like we discussed in the first segment. But Florida State's going to have to put up points in this game. I'll talk about my prediction in um, in the third segment coming up here. But with if Florida State isn't going to put up points, Florida State's going to lose this game. And in order to do that, Florida State is going to have to be able to throw the football. They're going to have to be able to move the football. And Francois is obviously the key for that because he handles the ball on every single play. He's the one who makes the decisions. And, um, you know, he's going to need to continue to improve. He's going to need to, you know, he's going to have to make the right the right reads. He's going to have to be accurate with the football. He's going to have to limit his mistakes. And obviously, I know that's a little bit of a cop-out, but the quarterback is the most important player on the field when the offense has the ball. So he obviously has to be there. But... That'll do it for segment two. Segment three, we'll talk about my prediction for the game um, and just just why I have it the way that I do and just how I see the game playing out. But before we get into that, the wait is over. Football season's here. 
fantasy football season's here, and I'm excited. And if you're excited, if you're you enjoy fantasy too, then you need to go and check out FanDuel. It's it has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play for you because they have. They have different game styles that will allow you to maximize what you're able to do. And we even have one game uh, game style that will help you make your picks. So I would, I would recommend FanDuel to everyone that's interested in fantasy football. And if you haven't used FanDuel before, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. So make sure you go out if you're interested and play on FanDuel.com. Thanks for sticking with me for the final segment of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I'm your host, Wayne McGahee. Just in case you forgot through the first 20 minutes of the podcast, I'm sure you didn't, but hey. Uh, It's prediction time. Florida State, Syracuse, noon tomorrow. I've got the Seminoles. I don't know why. I I know why, but this, this game is just... I had so much trouble coming up with the prediction for this game because I see it going every way, but like I could see it going every way, but Florida State blowing this game out, and you know that that would surprise me, but it wouldn't shock me. Like I could see Syracuse jumping all over Florida State, and then Florida State not being able to catch up, and Syracuse winning big. I could see both teams winning a you know one possession game. I think that Florida State's going to find some find some confidence. I do. I believe that Florida State's going to find some confidence. I believe that Florida State offense is going to look significantly better than what they uh, what they looked like in the first two games. This is their first true week of practice preparation for a game. Obviously, you had Virginia Tech and you had the entire offseason and all of that, but it was still it was a Monday night game. The routine changed against Sanford. There was only 5 days in between. They didn't even practice like the, the, you know, they they only had like 2 days of practice before that one. So there wasn't, you know, as much room for improvement as you usually see for you know in teams from week 1 to week 2. I think we're going to see significant improvement from Florida State on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I do think that the defense is going to struggle. Syracuse offense is very good, as you know I've discussed multiple times this week. Uh, Syracuse is the best offense that Florida State has faced so far. Eric Dungy is one of the two or three best quarterbacks that Florida State will face this season, and his dynamic of him being able to run the football as well as being a pretty good passer is going to cause some issues from the Florida State defense. I'm also not sure that Florida State is going to be able to come out and, you know, get those stops early because they haven't shown the ability to do that um, so far this season, but did get an extra, you know, a full week of practice in. So maybe they step up a little bit more than they have at the beginning. Um, You know, they... As much as we talk about how bad they've been at the beginning of games, they still haven't been great in the middle of games. Um, you know, like they're middle of the pack defense right now. With the talent that Florida State has on defense, I think we need to see a little bit more than that from the Seminoles. But you know, baby steps first. They've got to improve at the beginning, and then that'll come down the line. But I think Florida State will come out of this game. Um, with a 31 to 30 victory and in no way am I confident in that pick um I could like I said I could see it going 
any of any any of the ways that I discussed. Uh, I do think that if Florida State doesn't get get out of the gate quickly, that this game you know could get out of reach by the end of the first quarter. Because if, if neither the offense nor the defense get out of the gate early, Syracuse is going to come out and they're going to be ready to play and they're going to be explosive. And if Florida State goes down 14 points, I don't know that the offense is going to be able to, you know, it go, is going to be able to bring it back the way that they're going to need to because Syracuse isn't going to stop, you know, scoring points. Like this is a very good offense. Um, you know, Florida State will need a, you know, need multiple stops. And I just don't know that at, at this point where this program is that they're capable of doing that. But I'm, I am pretty confident that uh, Florida State will look significantly better on both sides. Of the uh, well, uh, significantly better on offense and better on defense after a full week of practice and film review and just getting everything together. But in, in order for you know for Florida State to come out and get the win. We talked about the key players. Here's like Florida State needs to be able to run the football. We discussed it. You know, Cam Akers, they've they've run the football for 230 yards on average over the last three games. Florida State has to be able to run the football against Syracuse because that'll open up the passing game. It'll bring more players into the box, and that gets you know guys like Tamora and Terry one on one. They also need to be better blocking on the outside. I, Florida State just needs to be better blocking overall, and that's probably the thing that I want to see the most. I want to see the fire. I want to see Florida State go out, be angry at wide receivers, tight ends, you know, offensive line. Be angry at how they've played through the first two weeks. I want to see them, you know, go out and play with the fire and be like, "I'm bigger than you. I'm more talented than you. I'm going to put you into the dirt." And I want to see that. Um, and I, I don't know that you're going to see that. I do think that it will be significantly better, but I do think that the confidence of the Florida State offense as a whole isn't great right now. But if they can get, if, if I keep going back to this and just how Florida State needs to start quickly, but it's such a key point that, that I, I think absolutely has to happen. Florida State has to start quickly. You know, there, there are a lot of games where you want to start quickly. It's obviously good to get out on a, you know, on a good foot and, and set the tone for the game. Florida State has to start quickly in this game. Just for, just for the overall confidence of the football team. I mean, there's, there's nothing. Like, there's no confidence right now just with the way the team has played through the first two weeks. And getting started quickly just would be able would be a huge boost to what you know to Willie Taggart the players the coaches I mean everyone you know to the fans you know this has been just as rough for the fans as it has been for the team if you haven't been following on social media it's been kind of a bloodbath um you know so Florida State absolutely has to start quickly and I'm not saying a touchdown on the first drive. I do think they need a touchdown on the first two drives. But go out, make some plays, get some yards, maybe change up field position. You know, do, do something. Just have some positive, you know, some positivity going on through the first, um, you know, the first couple series. I think they absolutely have to have that, uh, and that's what I'll be looking for through the first couple drives and the first quarter. 
But that's it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. Make sure to stay tuned. I'll be back on Monday. We'll discuss the Syracuse game. We'll discuss Willie Taggart's press conference talking about the game. Uh, anything big that happens, we'll be, uh, we'll be back on Monday to discuss it. But for the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm Wayne McGahey. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening.